You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mikey A. God bless football, Stugatz. Oh, what a weekend. What a weekend. We had a football game last night. You know what else we have, guys? We have sponsors. We have a lot of sponsors. (laughs) (laughs) Including Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code GBF for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Football was played last night, Billy. It was exciting, kind of. (laughs) It was exciting leading into it, right? Was the game great? Honestly, was the game great? No. Great if you had the Lions, yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, but are the Lions good? Because, like, I didn't watch it. I'm like, oh, wow, the Lions are really good. I know no Chris Jones. I know Travis Kelsey was not there. He's pretty important to that team, to that offense. Uh, Mahomes was not great last night, although that interception was more on Tony than it was on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and Kadarius Tony was ter- That's Mike's guy right there. He's always raving about him. He was awful. God awful last night in that football game. Cost them the football game. But I know no Chris Jones. I know no Travis Kelsey. You still have to give the Lions credit. They were hyped up headed into the season. I want to play for Dan Campbell. I love that guy. The Lions went into Arrowhead and won a big game. And you got to give them credit for doing so. Is Travis Kelsey the only person on the Chiefs that knows how to catch the ball? Because it just seemed like every pass that Mahomes threw, somebody wasn't catching it. Somebody was dropping it. And it was – I can't imagine how frustrating that must be because he's running around for his life and he's making all these plays. He's throwing the ball down the field and Sky Moore is just swatting the ball down. And Darius Tony's like, no, defense, you take it. I don't want it. It looked like hot potato. Yeah. What's the matter, Billy? I just (sighs) – I feel like it's so early, and I don't think I should do this, and I don't know that I want to do this. Oh, boys, do it. I want oh, you to do it. I know I what you it. want to do, and I want you to do it. And yeah. Travis Kelsey was hurt, so I, I obviously we didn't see the Chiefs, but 
Do it. They didn't look Say the same. I, I feel like <laughs> you did it. They didn't look Say the same. It. Something just, they didn't look the same. And obviously Travis Kelsey hurt, but I was like, this team, very beatable. And obviously they lost. So it's not like, you know, I'm going out on a limb saying that, but they didn't, they didn't have that, that thing. They didn't, they, I think the spark was gone for me. I think yeah. I fell out of really? love with them. Yeah. yeah. Because, Billy, we said two years ago, uh, something's different in Kansas City. Now, we were wrong because they went on to win the Super Bowl last year. No, we uh, were right we... that year. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> right. And I think we're going to be right again this year because I do think something is off in Kansas City. Well, we know what was off yesterday, but, uh, you know, you know. <laughs> you don't want to do it, huh? I just, I, I was Because watching. you're teetering on doing it. Like, you're doing it, but right. you're not really doing it. Do you actually want to do it? Can I tell you something? Yeah. And this is a shameful admission. I fell asleep during the game. I woke up and I had to rewind <laughs> to watch part of it because I fell asleep during the game. And if we were primetime Chiefs, if we were, you know, full throttle Chiefs, it would have been like, wow, this is great. I can't believe what I'm watching. This is so exciting. And nope, put me to sleep. Because when the Chiefs are clicking on all cylinders, you cannot sleep, right? Well, and also, like, there were times that it seemed like the Lions just could not move the football. And it yes. was like, how is this game like two even quarters. close? Yes. How is this game even still as close as it is? And then they end up winning the game. It right. just, eh, I didn't love it. I didn't love the first I mean, game. the game turned 14-7. The Chiefs are up, and they're driving down the field. And Mahomes throws a perfect pass to Tony. And, it, you know, he bobbles it. And yeah. the Lions take it back. It's 14-14. And... The Lions go on from there. I mean, you know, I'm with you, Billy. Listen, if you don't want to say it, I'll say it. I mean, the Chiefs aren't making the playoffs. How about that? I, I, didn't, wow. say, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I know. It. You didn't want to say it, so I said it for you. Okay? I didn't say it. Didn't Peter King have the uh, – and this is like a page out of the Chris Sims book if I ever saw one. Didn't Peter King have the Jaguars hosting the AFC title game, I think? This year, it was something crazy like that. And then he had the Chiefs at two. And I'm like, oh, boy, like what? we're just being silly now. What are we even doing? Right. Uh, Chris Sims will join us on this episode of God Bless Football. I had a highlight that I wanted to ask if you guys saw because I thought it was great from the game yesterday. And it what? was a commercial. And I don't know how close really? attention you guys were playing to the commercial. And I feel like Mikey may know the commercial that I'm going to talk about Is here. It the script? It was the script commercial. Yes! <laughs> I thought it was so great. So Keegan-Michael Key is there, and he's like, you know, leading a table read of the NFL script commercial. I thought it was incredible because, like, that's such a callback to a joke that was going on last year where Arian Foster was on Barstool, and he was saying, like, yeah, every year we got a script for how the season was supposed to play out. And, like, completely, like, straight face, walk through, like, yeah, every year this was supposed to be exactly what we did and we would practice it and run through it and blah, blah. And then the NFL made a commercial with the script, which I thought was incredible by them. Hmm. I didn't see it. I didn't see the commercial. Oh, every time out. every time the game went to commercial, I went to the U.S. Open. That's what I was doing last night. It was a star-studded commercial. So, guys, you remember, like, the NFL 100 commercial where you had all the players, yes. like, in a, yeah. in a room yeah. and they were yeah. all, like... It was kind of like that, not to that level, but there was a bunch of like name people. And then Patrick Mahomes was on Zoom because I guess they couldn't get him like in the room or whatever. But they had like a bunch of players there. Jalen Ramsey was there. He said, I thought this was a dress rehearsal and he was in his full uniform. Just little jokes aplenty there. And then someone suggested like, what if we just write out Patrick Mahomes all together? And then that's when he's like on Zoom and he's like, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> it's a great joke. Just write it him is. out. It, it, it was, was a great funny. joke. <laughs> Got to be honest with you. 
I can't believe that we're what, like four minutes into the first in-season episode of God Bless Football this year, uh-huh. and I'm breaking down a commercial instead of the actual game. I love that. Uh, listen, Billy is already on record as saying the Chiefs will not make the playoffs i said it for him he didn't want to say it but billy another thing we were right about is sean mcveigh okay may have won the battle but lost the war in terms of jared goff and matthew stafford long term jared goff is good man he's good is he not i don't know okay he's fine (laughs) i don't know that my takeaway from yesterday is jared goff is good (laughs) why he had a decent game no yeah he's fine what, what do you mean he's fine? He went to Arrowhead and be Patrick Mahomes. He looked really good. He did. He looked good, Billy. I mean, he looked poised. He looked good. You were sleeping. I mean, if, yeah, if he was great, I wouldn't have been asleep. So, In between the commercials and the nap, Jared Goff looked really good. Yeah. Uh, time out. I, w- I want to get this. Like, please, I-, I need to get this straight, okay, yeah. for myself and for the audience. Were you sleeping because the Chiefs were boring or because the Lions were boring, which were both? I was or because you have two kids. Yeah, because I have two kids, and I spent the whole day editing and recording. And by the time it's 11 o'clock at night, I'm usually in bed. So when we hit... And that Marlins game was over early. I mean. Yeah, that wasn't a good game yesterday. And yesterday was like the rare day that like we actually successfully... So one of my do- one of my daughters had to go to the doctor and get like shots and stuff. So like she was like under the weather and she was like out, right? Because she had like medicine and stuff. So, like she was like knocked out. And then my other daughter finally like had like a decent like early evening sleep situation going on. So it was just quiet. Like there was just nothing going on. And I'm watching the game and I'm like, oof. I sat on the floor like on one of the kids' mats on the floor and had my back on the couch, put a blanket over me, and then just knocked out. Big exhale and just fell asleep. Yeah. 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 Been there, Billy. (laughs) Did you see Joe Burrow sign a new deal? Five years, $275 million, the richest contract in NFL history. (laughs) It will be eclipsed by someone else very, very soon. The next quarterback that signs one. $55 million a year, and he's worth every penny. I have a a strategy question if you're a team, right? Mm -hmm. Why don't you just, if if you know you're going to have to sign your quarterback, and you're you know you're going to do it. Just do it right away because then you don't have to outdo someone that just signed two months before. You know what I mean? Like right. if Joe Burrow right. signed right before the offseason or right right when the offseason started, they probably would have saved a ton of money. But instead, they wait and they have other people get signed, and they're like, "Oh, well, Joe has to be the highest paid now, so we have to keep going up." Well, the agents know that, which is why they're like, "No, we're not going to do that. Just like." We're going to ask for $400 million and wait to see what that guy signs for and then go, oh, okay, we'll just beat that by a million. I want to get back to that, but speaking of agents, do you see? Who, did you see who Chris Jones brought to the game last night? His agent. <laughs> he was sitting right next to him at Arrowhead Stadium. Wasn't like, that a little weird to be yeah. in the stadium? <laughs> With like, your agent? you're like, I should be there? Yeah, right. They're struggling at halftime. The agent walks down, tries to negotiate his deal. It's funny. Do you think he <laughs> asked for a ticket? He was like, hey, can I get a ticket mm. for tonight? And they're like, no. <laughs> get your ass <laughs> on the field. I think he bought them from game time. That's where uh, that's where he yeah. got his tickets. Wow. What promo code yeah. did he use, do you think? Whoa. Uh-oh. Promo code GBF. $20 off. Terms apply. You know what that means, Stugatz. I don't. Stugatz. What? <laughs> it's time. You know what that means. What? It's always, we do this every time of year. You know what that music means. It's time for 
time of year, every every year. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we do. You gotta speak up a little bit because it's a little loud. Gonna, it's it time for count. the fast twitch, fearless competitor of the week. Oh, it's that time, duh. Oh, I wow. forgot. How could you forget? We do it every year. Every year, week Bra one. Brought to you by Fast Twitch. Uh huh. So this, for those of you who don't remember, this is where we go. Did you ask me if I knew what that music that meant? Yeah, I knew I, what it meant. Yeah. I apologize. It's time for the Fast Twitch Fearless Competitor. No, I'm sorry. Powered Listen, by Fast all... Twitch Energy Drink. Week one, I'm rusty. I apologize. Yeah. Okay, to both of you. Our audience knew what it meant. Staple of the show. We do Thank it every you. year. Yes. Yep. So yep. now we go around and we predict who we think is going to be our Fast Twitch Competitor of the Week, powered by Fast Twitch Energy Drink. Okay. Do I have to speak loudly anymore? Or can I no, just... music nah. stops. Yeah. We okay. took the music out. Uh, Mike, yeah, you going first? or? Sure, I'm going to go with my fast twitch player of the week is going to be Tyreek Hill. I think that's going to be a high scoring game. I think he's going to. Well, that's why I went first. <laughs> I think he's going to have a big game. Plus, he's right. twitchy. Fast. Yeah. Ooh, twitchy. I like that. Uh, Billy, who are you Come going back with? to me. I lost mine. <laughs> no, you know what? I do know who my fast twitch player of the week is going to be. Who? Powered by fast twitch energy drink. Take Jalen Waddle, please. Austin Eckler will be my fast twitch player nice. of the week, and he's going to be joining us this season. He's not on this episode, but he will be back this season, which is very exciting. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. There are a couple of things that uh, a couple of people, segments, our audience has grown to love. Austin Eckler is one of them. Uh, he will be joining us every week, I believe, starting next week, as Billy just said. Uh, was with us every week last year, and also Mojo, uh, Gronk, K-Funk. Uh, Jabba and of course Carl Douglas <laughs> will be on with us. They're not on this week. We apologize. Uh, Mojo had some stuff to deal with, but they will be joining us next week, and we'll be uh, we'll be making. So we replace them with two chains. Okay. <laughs> yeah, two chains is joining us today, which yes. is very exciting. K Funk <laughs> didn't have things going on, and he called me twice yesterday, and I need to call him back. Oh, okay. So, so, but only Mojo had things going on. K Funk had nothing as usual going on. Well, you know. Uh, but those guys will be joining us. All right. So, Billy, so is K Funk your fast switch player of the week? Wait, yes, we got this. Stugatz, yeah. Who's your fast switch player of the week? Don't change the topic. Well, I, I'm, I'm not, but I just want to reset it real quick. Mikey, you went with Tariq Hill, so you stole my thunder. Billy, you went with whom? Austin Eckler. Oh, Austin Eckler, who's going to join us. That led me into the segue of Austin Eckler. will be with us every single week. Thank you yeah. for doing that. Uh, all right, let me think of my fast twitch uh, uh, player of the week, I guess. I'm going to go with, uh, hmm, this is a tough one, Jamar Chase. I'm going Jamar Chase, Cincinnati Bengals. How about that? He is my fast twitch guy. He's twitchy, you know? Well, there you have it. Those yeah. were our Fast Twitch Fearless Competitors of the Week, powered by a, Fast Twitch Energy Drink. A tradition unlike any other. Gosh, <laughs> I love it. Football's back. God bless it. Who sends out the details? Sorry, I'm a little late. I'm taking a pee. Like, well, thank you for somebody, letting us know you're a little bit late, but we, you could have spared us the details, Sims. Eh, sometimes, you know, you just, that's that's when you're a keep it real kind of person, you just can keep it real all the time. So I just wanted to let you know it was a true update, <laughs> that it would be quick. The Unbuttoned Podcast, Football Night in America. Billy and I and Mikey were laughing a little bit 
uh, because you had spent some time. Now, last year, I believe you spent some time with Trevor Lawrence, maybe Josh Allen as well. Right. Uh, this year, you spent some time with Patrick Mahomes. You want to hear about that, but Billy, go ahead. <laughs> Tell Sims what you were telling me before he came on. Well, no, we were talking, and I was I was saying I'm curious to see how high he might be on Patrick Mahomes now as opposed to Trevor Lawrence, who he was all about last year because of your interaction at the Hall of Fame. Very high on Trevor Lawrence, but now that you had extended time with Patrick Mahomes, if things maybe flipped a little bit here. Well, I've always been high mm-hmm. on Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. I mean, come on. Should have just stopped at high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> both. I've been high and been high on Patrick Mahomes, okay? Yeah. But uh, I really, no, in, in all seriousness, um, it, it, I love hanging out with these guys. I do. You know, I, I, I've been around quarterbacks my whole life. I love these new wave of guys, right? You know, last year, yeah, I was singing Lawrence's praise that was preseason when I saw him in the Hall of Fame. It was before the playoff game when I did the interview. So that was a good chance for me to get to know the guy. Mahomes, like, I knew Mahomes a little bit. We have some common friends, and he is aware that I was, like, the guy that pubbed him big time coming out, you know, out of Texas Tech. Uh, but we had never done anything professional, and it was cool to do it. He's, um, hey, listen, like I, like, like I say to a lot of people, I mean, him, Josh Allen, uh, Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, it's just it, on a personal level, it's hard because they're so awesome and you want to root for for all of them, really. And uh, they're not only awesome talents, but awesome people, too. What did you learn about Patrick that you didn't know going in? Um, you know, I think the, the big thing with him, and, and yeah, I, I, I encourage anybody to check it out on, you know, anything NBC Sports or my YouTube page or whatever. But um, but I think the cool thing that, that I always wanted, and I wish I had more time to unpack it, was, you know, 98% of the time NFL football players tell themselves they're going to be NFL football players from like eight years old on, right? And his is different where here it is, the best football player in all the world right now. And I kind of went in and like 10 years old. What were you? It was like I was going to be a pro baseball player and then a pro basketball player. Like that's what I was going to be, right? So that to me was the cool thing where it really wasn't on his radar at all. And then, of course, being gets to high school, has a special arm. They know that. And, then, you know, most colleges wanted him as a safety, right? You think they misevaluated him a little bit, right? <laughs> Texas Tech was the only one that really was going to give him a chance to play quarterback, and that's why he ended up there. Uh, Sims, I am wondering here, the quarterback that you think, that Chris Sims thinks is going to make the biggest leap this year, who would that guy Ooh, be? It's Kenny Pickett. I picked the Pittsburgh Steelers to go to the playoffs over the Buffalo Bills. I can't believe I did that. But, you know, the AFC is deep. You guys know there's always a few changing parts in the playoff conversation every year. There's always a few new teams to the party. And I thought that really Pittsburgh was the most impressive team I watched on film throughout preseason. And Pickett and that number one offense in Pittsburgh, they were phenomenal. Not only did he look phenomenal – Great decisions, great throws. They got some talent around them. They got that O-line fixed there a little bit. I think Pittsburgh and Pickett are going to kind of show some people and jump on the scene in a big way this year. Why do you think people have gotten off the Bills high so quickly after last season? Because obviously the Jets and the Dolphins made improvements in their division, but it seems like you don't have them making the playoffs. The FC East in general is wild, right? Where it seems exactly. like between right. three teams, any two of them could get in. Some people have the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. Some have them missing the playoffs. You have them winning the division. You have the Bills missing the playoffs. So the Bills in particular, I guess, what for you has changed that you're a little bit down on them? 
one, you said a lot of right things there, Billy. I mean, again, that was a tough one. And, like, you know, I was literally sitting there in the last preseason game kind of knowing I might not pick them and going, man, I was watching Josh Allen make these throws. And I'm going, am I really going to pick this guy not to go to the playoffs, right? So it's scary. But you're going to have to leave some teams out like that. And I think that, you know, you said it right. The, the, the division's amazing. And I think, like, unequivocally, no doubt about it, on paper, the Dolphins and Jets roster is better than Buffalo. So that's the first thing. You know, New England, I know you, you, you mentioned them a little bit. New England, I mean, damn, they got some things I like about their football team. But I'd be shocked if they were a team that ended up in the playoffs. I wouldn't. So that's how good the AFC East is. But my reason I would say more than anything, and you've heard this from me, Billy, and guys, one, there's too much on Josh Allen there, right? It, it's, it's as he goes, they go. And that's just not realistic to go to a Super Bowl or deep into the playoffs that way. And this goes – this is things like I know. Like people up there have told me those are the feelings there. Like if Josh Allen doesn't play good, we don't know if we can win, right? So – you know, I don't love that. But then then I would say, too, didn't do a whole lot to improve their team in the offseason. O-line's the same for the most part. They drafted Dalton Kincaid. They got Leonard Floyd, right? And, Billy, I'm like a little bit of like, I think they lo- they missed their window. I, I, I think they missed their window mm-hmm. a little bit last year, the year before when they lost that heartbreaker with the last 13 seconds of the game. The year before that, they were in the AFC Championship game. So I'm kind of playing those law of averages as well, let alone compared to the Dolphins, like you mentioned, the Jets, like you mentioned, the Bengals, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the 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 Ravens, the Chargers. They don't have the star power, the players that those teams have to, you know, make exceptional things happen is what you need when it, you know, becomes big-time football against playoff-caliber teams. Uh, Chris, in an odd way, does Lamar Jackson have more pressure on him this year than he's ever had? I think so. I I do, yeah. I think between the money and then the weapons around him and then an offensive court, excuse me, an offensive coordinator who's, right, who's, like, we hear is empowering him. They're going to play around him a little bit more. They're giving him more freedom and checks and all that. So, yes, you know, there's there's not going to be the excuse anymore of, oh, they're just a running team and they're kind of a basic pass team where a lot of that wasn't, you know, Lamar's fault that they were like that, just the way they were built. Uh, that's not the way now. And, yeah, I, I think we all expect to see some some better results statistically on the field, all of that because of all the things I just said. What happened with uh, your boy Kyle Shanahan and uh, and Trey Lance? What happened there? How did it go wrong? Where where did it go wrong? Well, I mean, where did it go wrong? I mean, it, it went wrong on draft night, on pick number three. That's where it went wrong. <laughs> I mean, at least in my opinion, you know, yeah. I, I always thought Mac Jones was going to go there. I thought Mac Jones was his kind of guy. For whatever reasons, I think because of social pressure, pressure within his organization, you know, coaches of his – in other places, he was maybe trying to look like maybe I need a change up for my offense. I just think he kind of went against his core values at the position, and it came back to bite him in the butt. Now, I'm never going to be mad at anybody for, like, swinging for the fences for a guy that they think can, you know, make them a Super Bowl team or a dynasty or whatever. I'm never mad at that. But, yeah, I think, you know, then there was the pressure of the situation, 
And then all the things we talked about. He hadn't played very much, and then here we are three years later, and he still hasn't played very much. And I think ultimately where I come to Trey Lance, and I hope he can buck this trend, is that he's a athlete who plays quarterback instead of a quarterback who's an athlete, right? right? Allen and Mahomes and Burrow and Trevor Lawrence, they're quarterbacks who are good athletes. I feel like Trey Lance is a free safety that was like, wait, I can throw it hard, so let me just try to play quarterback. So not that he has told you that or you've had the conversations, but you think he was never really his guy. He was kind of talked into him being his guy possibly? I Just like, yes, yeah. I think in revisionist history from things I've heard from different people connected to the situation, all that, I still think when he made that trade, he made the trade to get Mac Jones. And then somewhere in between, whether it was all the social media memes with Mac Jones with their shirt off, right? And everybody was like, you're going to draft him over Justin Fields and Trey Lance? Oh, my gosh. I think between that and the backlash and the fact that the 49ers fan base was literally saying they were going to, like, strike if they took strike. Mac Jones. Yes. yes. Right? Across the picket I mean, line. Yes. Across the picket line. Right? Picket. I think there was people in his organization that <laughs> did love Trey Lance, too. To where I think all of that, as it got closer and closer, just made him pump the brakes a little bit on Mac Jones. And let one thing, too, Zugats, before you just say this, I always know this bothered Shanahan. And I can't help to think connecting dots of my friend over the years. I know when his Brian Greasy took over for John Elway, right? There was just this negativity around it. And Brian Greasy actually played pretty good football. He did. But because there was this already preordained negativity around him, nobody could really ever see it. And I I know in Shanahan, I bet you he was a little scared of that too, that the kid, like if he drafted Mac Jones, he wouldn't be given a fair chance to succeed because of all the pressures we talked about. Right. Well, I think that's a frustrating thing. If he gets the quarterback thing right, they'll actually they'll they'll advance past that championship. They might I, win a Super I, Bowl, Chris. It's time I, for him I, to win a Super Bowl. That's it. Wow, it's time, yeah. Chris. It's time for your for the genius coach, your friend Kyle Shanahan. Uh, listen, I'm I picked them. This is I picked them. I told wow. you I had to do playoffs and all that. I picked Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl, and I picked the oh. 49ers to win it this year. So way to, we'll see. Way to go out on a limb there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, who's your Super Bowl pick? <laughs> no one cares who well, I won in the Super Bowl. I want to be right. I mean, so just go and chalk. Like, I mean, I, I'd rather be right. So I don't know what people are expecting. I don't want to just, like, pick something to be cute and funny or whatever. All right, a couple more. We'll get you out of here. A pro football talk with Mike Florio every day. You can catch that on Peacock, Unbuttoned Podcast, of course, and Football Night in America. Also calling games. You call the Michigan game over the weekend. I love that you're doing that. Uh, you got Dallas and the Giants on Sunday night. Let's go to uh, the Dolphins before we get to the Jets. Mikey is waiting for us to get to the Jets. Dolphins. A lot of people, Billy's right, think they're the most talented team in the NFL. And if Tua stays healthy, Chris, I think they could have a monster season. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Christian Wilkins. But where are you, uh, both with Tua and the Dolphins as a team? You know, I'd probably put the Eagles as the number one roster in football, but I think the Dolphins are two. Really, there's only one spot you even question on the Dolphins roster. I mean, the receivers, uh, the running backs, okay, the running back, maybe you could, you know, there's some age and some injury history there you're a little sc- scared about, right? The D-line is ridiculous. Linebackers are good. Pass rushers. Secondary is amazing. 
the O-line is the thing we need to see to take the next step, right? That's the only part of their team where you just go, huh, I'm not sure about it. Now, McDaniel and the way the offense is run, the way Tua plays, it helps the O-line and all that too. But, yeah, I mean, are you? Are, would I be shocked if we were sitting here late January and we're talking about the Dolphins are in the AFC Championship game playing somebody? Absolutely not. But, Chris, we talked a lot last year about Christian Wilkins. Like, he has to get paid and get paid a lot. Like, that, like there were times where you and I, after games, would say that was the best player on the field. Agreed. And he's, you're, you drafted him, and he's a leader and does all the things that you want. I, to me, as it looks right now, and again, I don't have inside info, but if you made me bet money, I would bet you Christian Wilkins is not on the Dolphins next year. Wow. I, I just Because I think they're going to have too many price tags come and do here. Do here you know? So that, that to me, you know, they got some other guys. They just paid Siler. They got Raekwon Davis there. You know, I, he is every bit in that class of Jeffrey Simmons, Deron Payne, that type of football player. They all got like $22 million a year, right? But, you know, that's the problem when your team's awesome, like Billy's saying. You just you can't pay everybody. And I don't know, it feels like he might be the odd man out. All right, so you don't have the uh, the Bills in the playoffs, which must mean you have the Jets in the playoffs. Uh, Mikey A and I do not know what to do with ourselves. I am fight like Mikey A is not fighting it as much as I am because here's what you have, Chris: you have an all time great quarterback playing for an all time lousy organization, and Jet fans are waiting to see if this quarterback can overcome all the demons that are associated with being the quarterback. For, for the New York Jets. Our best quarterback should have been Dan Marino. Our best head coach should have been Bill Belichick. Neither of them wanted to be here. The Jets didn't select Marino. Uh, just give us your evaluation. Rodgers, Jets, should we be excited? Uh, I want to say they're going to the Super Bowl, but I could also envision a scenario where they're taking Caleb Williams next year. Well, yeah, I, I, listen, they're, they're, I, the organization, I know you bring up a lot of points there, you know, justifiable. Sure. I do think what's cool is I think Woody Johnson is gone like, hey, wait, I got to let my football people do their thing, which is one good thing, right? You got a Joe Douglas who's from the Baltimore Ravens and he knows championship football. You got Sala who's from Seattle and the 49ers. He knows what it's all about. Now you couple that with Aaron Rodgers. That building, that culture, what people say – it's not the same, you know, of course not now with Rodgers, but it wasn't the same last year, I think I told you that. Or year one was Sala. I, I, right off the bat, I was like, well, this is a different place. This organization wasn't like this with the last regime. So, you know, I, I think they're changing a lot of those things there that maybe you didn't like. And then when it gets down to it, a little bit like the Dolphins, you just go – What's not to like? They got arguably the best running back room in football. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of damn good receivers. I actually think your offensive line is is really potentially better than the Dolphins and what we talked about. They just got to stay healthy. The D-line, I mean, hey, the D-line's got two starting D-lines on it. It's, yeah. it's literally two of them. Like yes. the backups, you'd go, they'd start for most teams in football. The <laughs> linebackers are amazing. We got whiteheaded safety, who's awesome. Okay, we got one question about the other one. And then you got two, three awesome corners. So I, that's what I came down to. I went, man, the Jets and, oh, you know, it's going to take Rodgers a little time to get on the same page with everybody and their schedule is tough. But I just kept coming to the point going, they're too damn good. 
and he's still good, and he'll know how to play the game the right way and manage the game the right way. They'll play through the defense early on until they get their sea legs, and then you're going to see a complete you know, team that, that's, that I think has a chance to be really dangerous. Mikey, how would you feel about that? I'm not nearly questioning it as much as you. You're asking if we should be excited. You got the draft of Caleb know. Williams. Like he said, the Jets D-line comes at, comes at you in waves. Like they, they can rotate four guys wholesale. It's not the D-line I'm worried about. It's the O-line I'm worried about. They won seven yeah. games with, with Zach Wilson. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I feel like Monday night's a must win. I, there's a lot of people that feel that way. Right? Uh, you can't come off of hard knocks with Aaron Rodgers and all that and not win that game. You can't do it. You can't. No, I, I, I hear you. Chris, real quick, have you been surprised with how we've seen Aaron Rodgers on hard knocks as opposed to the guy we were told we were going to get coming in? Or do you think that's for the camps? He's smiling. No, I, smiling. I, I, <laughs> I think, no, you know, I think he's more like that than people ever wanted to give him credit for. Right? Now... Uh, and I think what's part of this is I, I genuinely believe he's like happy as hell. Like he hasn't been like this. I know that from some of those people that were in Green Bay with them that are with them in New York now. I said in the Hall of Fame game, Nathaniel Hackett, the OC, was like, I've never seen him like this on a daily basis. I, I said it in the pregame show. And I was like, well, what do you mean? He's just like his energy every day. He's all around the locker room talking to people, coaching people. He was like, he's, he was never like this. This is like next level Aaron Rodgers. And I think, one, he is an organization that has his back. Two, he knows they're talented. He's happy about the new place. And like Mike Yeh, like you can sympathize. Imagine going to a place and walking in the building every day where like the people that run the organization, you know they don't really like you or want you. And they're actually working hard to make you not look as good and trying to replace you, right? That I don't care who you are. You could be the happiest in the world. You go too many days of that right there, you'll start to be cranky and miserable too. And I think he was probably a little bit more miserable than he realized. All right, quick questions, quick response on the way out here. Uh, how long ago have you fired Aaron Boone? How long ago? Oh, God. <laughs> uh I, I don't know. I mean, probably last year, really. Wow. I mean, that's, <laughs> last yeah. year. That's so great. Uh, a year from now, will Bill Belichick still be the coach of the Patriots? Oh, I think that's a total coin toss. I will wow. say that. Yeah. I, I, I think that there's no chance it's more than two years, this year and next year. I really think that's it. Knowing a little people in the football world. And then, then you think he's done? Or you think he's going to go somewhere else? I think he's else? done. No, I yeah, done. I think he's done. Just knowing some people in football world and knowing some people in personal world, I, I think it's definitely trending that way. Last one for right. you, Alabama, Texas. What do you think? Oh, I mean, what a weekend we for got, you, Sims. You got the Cowboys and Giants. You got Alabama, Texas. Gee, are you calling a game this week? No, I'm not. I'm calling a game in two weeks, though. Uh, I'm going to Michigan State, Washington. They, nice. Because of Michael, because of Penix, right? The the quarterback for Washington. Mm -hmm. um, listen, we we of course you saw last year we can hang. Sarkeesian knows how they're coached and how they work a little bit. That should give us confidence. Our quarterback's real. He's good. You know, our receivers, I know. We got some weapons there. I didn't really get to check our defense out a lot in this last game, but 
I'd be shocked if we don't keep it within one score. I, I really would be. Check them out, the Unbuttoned Podcast. You can uh, listen to them right there. Of course, Pro Football Talk every day with Mike Florio on Peacock at Football Night in America. Then next week, Sims calling games. I love that you're calling games, man. That is fantastic. Thanks, and I love that you're doing this every week. We appreciate it. We love you. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. We're back, baby. What's up with y'all? It just look like y'all just chilling at the crib. We yes, are. sir. <laughs> That's not your house. <laughs> yeah. As of now, me and me. What is the coolest thing in Two Chains' house? Hands down, my, my fish tank. I have a huge fish tank. That the actual. You remember the old show that was called Tank? They they actually did my tank at home, and it's it's so big that in order to clean it. They have to uh, jump in it, scuba, to put on full scuba diving gear and go in and clean off a lot of the uh, the green stuff that builds up over time. So I think about my house, I appreciate the huge tank in the front with the lights. It has the background of Atlanta, like staged in it, and the fish kind of nice. you know do their thing. And I have some very colorful fish. I've lost. A couple of blowfish, and I they're they're very intelligent. That kind of hurt my feelings. I used to, I had a little buddy that I lost, but you know my kids love it. I love it, and, and it's a it's one of the main attractions of my current place. Amazon Music Live season two debuts September twenty first. It's after Thursday night football. So tell us about that show. Now that's the biggest thing really on my menu in my lap right now. Um, Amazon Music. And myself have a great rapport together. They've supported me with a lot of my projects, with a lot of my endeavors, period. And so last year was my first year hosting. Um, had great artists perform, one of them being my brother, Lil Wayne. And I think that this year is going to be even more exciting. We did a little tweaking, but it's just about me coming, being, you know, who I am. I'm a, I'm a sports lover. I'm a kind of like a the people's choice if you, you know, if I want to not brag on myself that much, but I, I consider myself someone that's very transparent, someone that's, you know, um, inspirational. So you combine those talents with the platform that Amazon Music has. And, you know, Thursday nights I'll be in, in living rooms across, you know, the country. You know, you'll, you'll turn to Prime and you'll see awesome musical talent grace the stage and I'll be right beside them. So it's a blessing. You have a pretty good lead in there. I mean, the NFL, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I have a couple. You know, my, I'm I'm from Atlanta, so you know, I was, you know, born a Falcons fan. Can't get away from that. But you know, as I got older, you know, my <laughs> are you pop, trying to get away from that? <laughs> nah, I'm I'm I'm. I actually think that we're gonna do better than we've done in a while this year. For some right. reason, I feel a little bit better about going into the season with my Falcons, but, you know, rest in peace to my, my, my dad. He was a, you know, Joe Montana fan, uh, Jerry Rice, Steve Young, Ronnie Lott. So I have, you know, a little piece of love for that in my DNA. And, uh, you know, if I had to pick, I definitely would want the Falcons to win the whole thing. Uh, I actually went to the Super Bowl when we were up. Don't want to talk about that. Oh, the Matt Ryan Super Bowl. Oh, God. I, I was there, you know, yeah. and and that's that's what I can say about social media. You know, people say a lot about social media, but you have to be careful because I it was a it was a it was a time where I was just bragging and talking a lot of trash and <laughs> man, that second half 
my whole face. It's crazy. My my whole face changed, man. What's the post? Like, do you remember the post that you regret the most? Like, you had to send something out at halftime, right? Like no, this this is, this is this is the craziest part. <laughs> I, I forgot how I got my tickets, but I was actually I wasn't on the Falcon side, so I was on uh, the Patriots side. So I was one of those people that was like, you know, yeah, what now? Then I was like, I'm about to go to the bathroom and never come back. You know, it was just like that. So because you know, Boston fans must have been really nice in the second half when they were coming back, right? Oh man, oh man, that that was. If I had to think of one of my sports moments, and I, I have sports moments, being actually at that game from beginning to end was one of the, the biggest emotional roller coasters I ever been a part of. Yeah, I mean, it started off great, but ended poorly. Uh, some other sports moments for you. I'm interested. Where else? Like, what else? Um, well, I have a few outside. You know, basketball. I'm, I'm at all. I'm at all the Hawks games. Uh, but but when I when I think about football, and I that just hit me on how it made me feel. Um, you know, uh, as far as the NFL, uh, I was. Let me see. I actually had a chance to, I'm not sure what year this was, but I want to say the 49ers had clinched. They had Crabtree at the time, mm-hmm. and I was there for that. This had to be, oh, my God, early, maybe 2000s. I was able to be there, run on the field, scream, you know what I'm saying, touch the turf. So I've been blessed to have a few opportunities, you know, in this thing. Since you're from Atlanta and you're a fan, I'm assuming you're a fan of all the Atlanta teams. So Absolutely. that means you must be fans and maybe friends with Deion Sanders. So uh, put us where you were when you, yeah, that was cool, right? Cool moment. Uh, put us there for you. Like you're in the living room, you're watching the game, you're watching Colorado upset TCU. What's going on there? Yes, I'm rooting for, and forgive me for saying this, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this, but I'm mad because I didn't bet, right? Because it was like <laughs> plus 1,500. Right. Nice yeah, being and- your language. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have you pick games at the end here, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm mad. I'm mad, right? First, I look at it like it's a trap, right? I'm like, they playing TCU the first game, you know what I mean? This is, this is about, like, self-esteem, I think. Like, if you – because if you look, I think they were predicted to win maybe two or three games the whole year. Now, primetime is someone that we've all watched. You know, I'm like you said, I'm from Atlanta. He played for the Braves and the Falcons. And – brought a lot of culture to the city, brought a lot of attitude, a lot of confidence. He's always been that man. And just recently, you just see how how much he's just filled with um, the joy of doing what he loves to do, how much he um, enjoys being a leader, how much he um, praises uh, God and thinks, you know, everything and everyone around him and just seeing him win that game because – no one could stop each other, really. Like, everybody get the ball, run 40 yards, you know. But just looking at the stats and the – you know, I actually watched that game. Well, no, I watched the game up until – this was crazy. Maybe I shouldn't watch the game. Maybe this is – so I watched the game up <laughs> until TCU took the lead at the end of the game, like maybe three minutes to go, right? And I pull up to the airport, and then I get on the plane, and the game is over. And now I got to go through my social media and see what happened. It looks like they won this game, and so you know, I was I was rejoicing after that. I, you'll definitely see me down there supporting the guys too. Big win. I know they got Nebraska coming up. 
I'm gonna be looking at all the games, man. I mean, what, this is exciting. This is what we need in football. They try to take celebrating out the lead. They try to take mm-hmm. things out the lead that makes it exciting. And I just, I just like that he's adding that excitement back into the game. Yeah, it's a cool story. Are you friends with Dion? Have you met Dion? Yeah. 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 He's seen the fish tank in the house or what? No, nah, he hasn't seen the fish tank. <laughs> <laughs> but he he enjoys he enjoys fishing. It's that's funny you said that. So I went. I'm putting a lake at the house now so I can stock it up with fish because I went to a friend's house in Houston, went fishing, caught about four fish, became kind of addicted, you know what I'm saying, um, four fishes. And he hit me and was like, I can really teach you how to, you know, we'll go out. So I think that'll be a good little, you know, off season, a little ahead. That'll be a good little um, retreat for me to try to put together. With the so prime. instead of instead of just renting a boat or going to a lake, you're putting a lake in your house. Yep, that's what Two Chains no, does, I, man. Well, I, yeah, I have a hundred acres at home. Oh, okay. And, well, and yeah, I, and it fits, I guess. Yeah, yeah you put you know put a couple acre a little you know lake out there, shape it like a guitar or something crazy, man made, stock it with some cool fish. The deers have a source to get you know their water and other little animals, and we go out there and. I put a little houseboat out there. I got some ideas. Jet skis. I got some ideas. Uh, how does one, like, have you priced this out? Like, how much does it cost to put a lake in someone's house? It just depends on the acreage, but they, they start up around probably about 30000 Man. But you're thinking much bigger than that, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Look it's, at this smile. I mean, it's shaped, it's shaped like a guitar, so it's not standard. <laughs> It's, it's man made. <laughs> you can shave it out, you know, plane rise over, like, yo, this guy has a guitar lake. Lake guitar. I might Two call chain. it lake guitar. That's you hard. Should. You should. You guys are uh, helping me brainstorm, man. I'm going to have to get y'all in the studio with me. we got, we coming up with some good stuff. Done. When when can we come? I'll be there tomorrow. Coming up with some good stuff. That's not a real invite, Stu, guys. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> Wait, but, but, but lake guitar, if this actually becomes a thing. Uh, do you mind if we come up one day and go fishing with you? That's, I mean, I, that's that's fair. I think that's reasonable. I think that's yes. the least we can do. I okay. think that's the least we can do. And I have a garden too. I try to, you know. So my plan is to one day eat something that's totally out my yard, just straight out my yard from the the fish to the. I have kale in my garden. I have okra. I have you know tomatoes, shard. You know I can keep going mint, blueberries. You know, bell peppers. I can keep going. But yeah, what do, what don't you do? Uh, you're the best. I you do don't, a little bit of everything. I don't skateboard. Oh, yeah. really? Why? Yeah, God was, he gave me so much and he took a nap on on that part, I think. Mm. I'm not I'm not that. You know, I can ride bikes and all of that. But skateboarding has been, my kid, my daughter can skateboard really well, but I'm, I'm not. That's one thing. I, when I think about, I tell people I can do everything. Like I, the, I can swim, you know, like a dolphin. I can hoop, obviously. You know, I can catch passes like Odell back in 2014, 2015. You know, right. I can I can do a lot of those things. My hand eye coordination is still what it needs to be, but um I don't think I'm, I'm I don't think I'm getting on the skateboard anytime. <laughs> Scared of the skateboard. Uh two changes with us. He's great. What would your Mount Rushmore of Atlanta sports look like? Four people that represent Atlanta sports. Who would you go with? Are we going through a time period of like right now? Because if we talking about right now, we got to go Trey Young. You know what I'm saying? You can't put dumb. If you're talking about then, you go Dominique. So we got to talk about, we're talking about right now, maybe. I'm t- uh, let's do all time. All time. All time? That ain't fair. Yeah. Mm. 
That ain't fair. All right, Come what on, time man. period do you want to do? Just do your time period. I could actually do them with all the teams, right? Okay. Yeah, go, yeah that'd be great. Yes. That'd you want to start great. with it? So if we did basketball, we'll go Trey. We'll go Dominique. Yep. Uh, let's this. just say let's just say Doc Rivers because he's legendary, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. He's legendary, Doc. Yes. And then this is going to be so far left, but y'all will have to appreciate this one. <laughs> Okay. Stacy Augman is I that love the plastic guy? man? Yeah. Did you get it so far left? Because he was left-handed. That's the yes. metaphor. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, that's a bar. See, <laughs> we got to get in the studio. So, Stacy, Stacy Augman. Then baseball, we got to go with Acuna Junior. Right now, right? Yeah. But we can't forget about like Dave Justice, Smoltz, and Maddox. We Chipper. can't forget about, huh? Chipper. Chipper. Yes. Oh, mm. Switch hit. He was one of the – damn, we got to put Chipper in there. Yeah. But so it's so hard because we had all those Cy Young. You know, we had all those pitches. We had a couple years where people had some ERA so low. Like yep. Smoltz, Maddox. Glavin. Glavin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. yeah we, we got uh, – Hank Aaron, by the way. Hank yeah. Aaron, <laughs> Jeff, I got yeah. Jeff Blauser, Dale Murphy, Jeff Blauser, Dale Murphy. That boy said Dale Murphy. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard. <laughs> so, so yeah, we'll probably win it again this year too. Shout out to the Braves. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Billy's a Marlins fan down here. Just yeah. so you know, <laughs> Marlins. Yeah. It's rough being in the same division as the Braves right now. Yeah. I'm a Mets fan. You guys <laughs> are going to be good forever. You have all your young players locked up for like ten years. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I honestly was upset when Freddie left because I thought he couldn't be replaced. But we looked like we we're doing, you know, pretty good without him. But I, I enjoyed him being a part of the whole. The whole thing, but like you said, we got all young players now, and it's it's crazy. Hard to do with the Braves. How about Falcons? That should be an easy one for you. Falcons, you got Vic Prime. I'm gonna put Andre Rising in there. Nice. Shake it up, just shake it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a running back. Don't leave him out, man. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Jamal Anderson, right? Yeah, yeah. Dirty, Dirty Bird. You know. Those would be my in those three categories, three categories. I think if I had to uh, Amazon Music Live season two uh, debuts September 21st after Thursday Night Football. I want to promote it and talk about it one more time on the way out Let's here. Talk but before about we Let's... do that, I got a handful of games. You want to pick some games for us? Come on with it. Let's go. I'm going to start with the Falcon game. The Panthers are taking on the Falcons. OK, Panthers mm-hmm. are plus three and a half. Falcons are favored by three and a half points. Two chains. Who are you taking? I like the Falcons. All right, so Falcons minus three and a half. Georgia, this is a ridiculous line. Billy picked this game. I don't know. <laughs> Why am I blaming and lashing out at Billy? Uh, Georgia, 42 and a half points. They're taking up Ball State. Who you got? Ball State. Come on, man. Yeah. Who I got? Diff- you want a different game? You got Georgia, oh, That's right? not fair. You know I'm going with Georgia. I don't give a yeah. There's mm-hmm. no way around. But that. you don't like laying 42 I think, and a half. I think, <laughs> I, I think Georgia's going to win the whole thing. I understand. I do. Okay. Uh, Colorado, your boy, Dion, uh, minus three, take it on Nebraska. We're going to take, take Colorado. First, right? first home game, I'm going with Colorado, baby. 
All right. You're going out there, aren't you? You're going to Boulder for a game. I'm trying to. I'm, yeah. well, I'm trying. I, I have a birthday party coming up, so I'm just trying oh. to figure out things. But maybe if I don't make it this one, I, I'm going to try to make it to the next game. What are you doing for the birthday? I'm going to have a party back home in Atlanta where we dress up in a 70s theme, and I pull up in my 72 Chevelle with the top drop, with my, and I will get out with my bell bottoms on, um, my uh, patched-up vest, you know, I may or may not have a scarf, big glasses, wife next to me, a bunch of extracurricular activities that I, you know, don't need to mention right now. Uh-huh. Good music. Uh, a long night ahead of us. Happy birthday to you, man. Yeah, Thank you, birthday. man. Shout yeah, out to feel free to invite us. I mean, you know, if you want to, if you just, you know, I will. Since, I since, will. We're, since we're vibing so well together, all of us, you know, yeah. we've quickly became BF, BFFs. I see. On this. <laughs> all right. So you have, uh, you have the Falcons, you have Georgia, you have Colorado. So the last two, and these are important to us. Okay. So dolphins at chargers, chargers are favored by three and a half points. I like the dolphins. Oh, there you go. I actually really like the dolphins this year. Yeah. A lot of people do. Like that. They got some. They got some weapons on their team. Yeah, and they have a very, very accurate quarterback. And um, Ramsey, I think is he is he still hurt or something? Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, he might miss a game or two here. Might miss a game or two. I think they did very well um, in the offseason with someone. You know, of course, Tyreek is down there, a real cheetah. They got a couple. Cheetahs and Panthers on offense, so yeah, uh, Waddle too, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So I, I think um, San Diego, they, they're not exactly a scrub, but I don't. I got the Dolphins for sure. I'm with you guys on this one. All right, I love it. And the last one, and we'll get Yaddy. We'll promote the show and get Yaddy here. Bills at Jets. Uh, Jets are two and a half point underdogs, so the Bills are favored by two and a half. What do you got? Me and Mikey are Jet fans. If it means anything to you, <laughs> yeah, I think. You know what? Aaron is someone that might lose four games and tell everybody, just chill out. Everything's going to be okay. It's just, just you guys are overreacting. So I'm going to go with that, Aaron, for the first, especially against the, the Bills. I think I'm going to go with the Bills that game. And uh, I feel like, you know, Aaron to get up there and say, you know, you guys just calm down. We, you know, we just, we're going to get it together very soon. We're, you know. And so that's my answer the Bills for that week. All right. Hey, we appreciate you and your time. Happy birthday, by the way. Uh, Amazon you. Music Live Season 2, September 21st, after Thursday Night Football. Uh, tell people why they should watch, Duchesne. Tell them why they need to watch. Um, I think it's a great extension of entertainment after the, the game. It deals with some of the biggest artists in the world. Obviously, I'm your host. I think merging um, music with sports is just a natural habitat that we all do a lot of the athletes of course warm up and train the music a lot of the musicians we actually watch sports the whole time we're in the studio so you know turning to prime after thursday night football would be you know a great thing to do what else are you doing on the thursday besides receiving one of the best performances ever because these guys are bringing guys and and girls are bringing their a game and if i were you you know i would keep it locked amazon music live your host two chains you are great, man. We appreciate the time. This was a uh, a lot of fun for us. We hope you enjoyed it. But uh, you are great, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. And we'll get to this week's edition of Studio Gods here in just a second. Uh, Billy, do we have a uh, last year, the last two years we have done God Bless Football. We have had weekly fantasy games uh, with the listeners here of God Bless Football and the Levitard Show. Are we doing that again this year? 
We are. So there's a lot going on we haven't gotten to yet. Go to dkng.co slash Levitard. You can join the Levitard and Friends League. Every week we will be having a weekly fantasy contest there. So do that now if you'd like to compete against us in fantasy on DraftKings. All right. Sounds good. Let's get to uh, this week's edition of Stu Gouts. It is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code Stu for a special offer when you sign up. That's code Stu only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Four and three last week, six and six on the season thus far in college football. We have a full slate of college football action this weekend. And of course, opening weekend of the NFL. So I have like 15 games for you. You better get to them quick because you're doing a lot of introduction on the front end about how great you are. All right, let's get to them. Notre Dame plus seven and a half. They are, I'm sorry, they're minus seven and a half. They're on the road taking on NC State in Raleigh. They're finally playing a decent team. I want you to buy it up a half point to plus eight. Take NC State, the Wolfpack. They will cover the spread. What's the matter, Billy? Faster? Yeah, keep it going. All right, Colorado, I am buying in on Deion Sanders and his son. They are minus three at home, taking on Nebraska. Buy it down a half point to two and a half. You take Colorado, the Buffs. They win, they cover. Tulane, plus seven and a half. They're taking on Mississippi. I rode the green wave last week. I'm riding them again this week. Buy it up to plus eight. Take Tulane. They win the game outright. Why am I buying a half point? Miami, minus four against Texas A&M at home. Are the Canes back? They are back. The Canes win. They cover. They beat Texas A&M. The Aggies by 10 points. I'm going to Boca Raton, Billy. FAU, minus three and a half. They're taking on Ohio. Buy it down a half point to minus three. Take the Owls. They win by 10 points at home. The big game of the weekend, Texas plus seven and a half at Alabama. Texas wins the game outright. How about that? Chris Sims is a happy man. Texas wins the game by three. They cover the spread. We go to Oregon. They're taking on Texas Tech. Bo Nix. The Bo Nix at at Oregon is a totally different Bo Nix than the one at Auburn, meaning he's good at Oregon. Minus six at home against Texas Tech. Oregon wins by 12 points. They cover the spread. Washington State, plus six. Take it on Wisconsin. Wisconsin has no right being favored by six points over anyone on the road. Washington State. They cover the spread. They win the game. They win it by a field goal. By the way, if you're interested in attending any of those games, download the Game Time app, create an account, use code GBF for $20 off. Your first purchase terms apply. Billy, how much time do I have? NFL right now. 90 seconds. I have 90 seconds for the NFL. All right, here we go. Vikings, minus six. They're taking on the Bucks. I'm taking the Vikings. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins. They win by 10 points at home. What's the matter? You didn't need to say Kirk Cousins had added I had to. No. It lends something to it. It does. Okay, hurry up. All right. Uh, <laughs> Baltimore, minus 10. They're taking on the Texans. Um, C.J. Stroud, first road game. First start in the NFL goes on the road to Baltimore. Tough place. Baltimore wins. They cover the spread. They win by 14 points. Jacksonville, they're hosting the AFC Championship game, according to Chris Sims, I think. They are minus five at Indianapolis. Jacksonville, they win. They cover. They win by 10 points. The Commanders, minus seven against Arizona. Arizona, dreadful. So are the Commanders. Just not as bad as Arizona. Buy it down a half point to minus six and a half. The Commanders win by 10. 
Eagles minus four at the Patriots. Eagles win by 14 points on the road. Bears minus one. Justin Fields at home against the Packers. Had to say Justin Fields. They play at Soldier Field. How about that? A couple of fields cutting it up. The Bears win by four points over Jordan Love and the Packers. The Broncos minus three and a half. Take it on the Raiders by a half point down to minus three. Russell Wilson has played himself out of the Hall of Fame. Sean Payton might coach him back into the Hall of Fame. The Broncos win by eight points at home. And finally, Sunday Night Football, Giants plus four. They're taking on the Cowboys. Cowboys win the game. The Giants cover, though. Cowboys win by a point. How about that for the Giants cover? Those are the picks this week. I'm going 16-0. 8-0 in college, 8-0 in the NFL. If you want to go to any of these games, download the Game Time app, create an account, use code GBF for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Mike, I want to get to the NFL stuff with Bosa. There's a lot to talk about with the NFL, uh, but I want to start with college, and I am wondering, uh, because big slate this weekend. Last week you had week one. There were a couple of decent games out there, Florida State and LSU, and Florida State looked really, really good. But you got some primetime matchups like Texas and Alabama. That's what college football yeah. is all about. You know, Notre Dame's going on the road to, to take on NC State. We'll talk about that in a second. But what are the two or three things you're looking forward to this weekend on the college football landscape? Well, I mean, you look at some of the top teams, and they have new quarterbacks. So right. when you get into tougher games, they'll get tested a little more, right? Ohio State, new quarterback, started out a little shaky. Uh, Alabama, new, new quarterback last week in Milrose, started out a little shaky, but then ended up dominating, but not against a big opponent. Georgia got a new quarterback with uh, Clemson, starting with a new quarterback, and they lose. They get smoked by Duke mm-hmm. uh, in by score because by stats, they, they were better at every stat, which shows you, know, you don't have to look at the stats to see who won the game. So that's what I'm looking for. You know, the, the kid from Alabama now, uh, Moro going Alabama and Texas. Quinn Ewers didn't start out great. They didn't look overly dominant, even though it was a dominant score against Rice. And remember last year, that was a one-point game. So yeah. we, we keep wanting to say Texas is back. Just like we want to say the U is back or whoever is back. Texas loses by one point. You think, wow, okay, one point lost Alabama. But their season wasn't great, right? But now they're picked to be the uh, you know, possible Big 12 champion. So how do they do in this game? We're, we're past the point of looking good in a one-point loss or only having a one-point loss to Alabama. Now they have to beat Alabama. If they're ready to get back on the national scene, they need to win a game like this and not just say, oh, we're getting close. So that that's a bad – I don't know if they will, right. but as we, we said, Alabama's still got a new quarterback they're breaking in. So – you know, Notre Dame will get it. They have a new quarterback in Sam Hartman. They played Navy and they played Tennessee State. Two blowouts. Hartman looked great. Oh, this defense is North Carolina State on the road. Certainly going to be a tougher test. So that's what I'm looking for is the teams with new quarterbacks. Once they start playing better competition, how do those offenses look? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I was telling Lebertard, I wonder if you agree with this, Mike. I was telling Dan that in years past, you had – you know, at the University of Miami is a good example. You had Vin, uh, Vinny Testaverde, and you had two guys backing him up who were really, really good, but yeah, there was a yeah. chance they were never going to sniff the field. 
Now they could just leave. And I think yeah. because of that, those quarterbacks, the second, third string quarterbacks on certain teams, the fact that they can leave and go somewhere else where they're going to play is going to create more parity in college football. You're seeing it already. Absolutely. Yeah. Without question, you're yes. going to. And you know what? All those people, I, I, man, I forgot who I heard talking, uh, some analyst or somebody talking to a college football team and basically talking about the portal and saying anybody who transfers doesn't want to compete. That's such BS. I, I can't stand that weak-ass narrative. You I, know, players, I, yes. players get four to five years to show what they can do. And listen, do they make a mistake sometimes and move too quick or move a couple of times when they shouldn't? Yes, but they should absolutely have the ability to do that and go play somewhere else. Coaches, man, they can coach for decades. They can sign seven-year deals and leave in two years. So don't hamper the players. If they want to go, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, he didn't want to compete there. That dude wants to get on the field because the fact is 2% of college players make it to the NFL, but 98% think they're going to. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay to shoot your shot. And if you've got to go somewhere else to get tape to shoot your shot, I have no problem with it. And you're right. It's going to make other teams better. Mike, you know what players want to do? They want to play. They don't want to watch. No, that's exactly right. I mean, listen, this is something that's evolved. You never even thought of this. When I was playing, you just stayed there and you tried to beat out the guy. You waited until he left. And then you, you took your turn. It's just not like that anymore. And it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Listen, it, it, uh, Dabo Sweeney's going to have to make some decisions too because he's kind of fighting the new wave, right? He's yes. not a big portal guy. He's not a big portal guy. He better become Man, one. <laughs> you you got to adapt or die, right? I mean, yep. he's always gotten some great, talented athletes. But, man, these teams that are, that are – and I don't mean the 86 new players for Colorado and Deion. That, that's, that's an outlier. But you see teams 10, 20 new players each year you know, shifting their team, you know, and, and you have to, you have to get into that game. You got to start playing that game. Uh, Mike, where do you think Dion's going to coach next? <clears throat> oh, well, listen, I mean, there, <laughs> anybody who thinks the, Oh yeah, he's at Colorado forever. That, there's nobody that thinks that, right? He's leaving I mean, the second his son leaves. Get out of yeah, here. Yeah. yeah I, so, so the thing with Dion, great game, by the way. Yes. And, and what Dion is doing is, is what, the greats do. Tom Brady would do it every year. Tom's the GOAT, yet he found a chip to put on his shoulder to make him, you know, th- that competitive spirit, even though he was the best, right? So Dion is like, nobody believed, nobody believed, team, nobody believes, it's us against the world. When, if you look at the situation, Dion, one of the greatest players of all time, start to name me the great players in any sport that became great coaches. Plus, his resume was high school coaching. Then he went to Jackson State and give him all the credit in the world for what he did in Jackson State. But, I mean, I'm sorry if we don't say, oh, now we went to a Power 5 team that was 1-11, changed 86 players, and we say, yeah, they're, they're a Pac-12 favorite. Nobody's going to think that. Now, what he's, all that matters, though, and w- what he's doing and doing correctly and is working is he's selling his players on that, and his yep. players are buying in. And that's all that matters. Everybody on the outside be damned. Your play is going to speak way louder than his words. And he's one of the great motivators and has great sayings and he's fun to listen to. I mean, it's a ball to watch him. Um, and, and they succeeded. 
But all of a sudden, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, my God, undefeated season. It's not going to happen. There's going to be a reality check at some point. But the bottom line is he is in one game. He has made Colorado a name to where you want to watch. What kind of numbers will they put up now? Defensively, they got they gave up a lot of points, too. But so kudos to him for that. And let's be honest, if he continues to succeed, what's the bigger power five that's going to offer him is an NFL team going to jump into this down the road. So, <laughs> Mike, I can see the Cowboys offering him a job. I oh, <laughs> are you kidding me? Jerry Jones and Prime together? Yes. That would be amazing. But, hey, nothing but thumbs up and tip of the cap for what he's done. All I have to say is this. He's the talk of the town, right? Yep. I forgot how many years ago it was. It was when T. Higgins, who was with Cincinnati now, was a senior in high school and a couple of the other greats, uh, were in the Under Armour All-American game. Herm Edwards couldn't be at that game to coach. He was there during the week, and I was there during the week with Herm helping the other team. I was the head coach of record against Dion's team, and I beat him. Oh, so, wow. So there you go. Where, where's my offer? Where's my college football coaching offer? So By I the transitive property, you just beat yes. TCU. Yes, yeah. it's exactly yes. right. I, yes. In my one head-to-head head coaching matchup with Deion Sanders, I won in the Under Armour All-American game. If I was Marcus Freeman, I would be very concerned right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think what's going on with Caleb Williams, I don't know if you if you read about this, Mike. I love yes, his I quote did. where he said, I, I love this, Mike, because the players have the power. The two-way <laughs> player at Colorado, I forget his name. I apologize. Uh, uh, Hunter. It was a Tyler Hunter, I think. Yeah. That kid's making like $119,000 this year or something like yeah. that. Oh, no, he's making $1.9 million right, this year, right. NIL. He just got a new deal, right? right. That's more than Jamar Chase is making right now, base salary in the NFL. And Caleb Williams is saying, I know, Mike, there's a signing bonus and all that stuff. I get it. But I'm just saying salary to salary. You go ahead and finish before I rip this apart. Go ahead. Okay, but I love Caleb Williams saying, hey, all the teams that are tanking trying to get me with the first pick of next year's draft, if I don't like what city or if I don't like your organization, if I don't like the team I'm going to, I'll stay right here in L.A. and I'll make a couple of million dollars playing quarterback for USC. You don't like that, Mike? And there is zero, let me say, <laughs> zero chance if he's going to be the number one pick, that happens. Dude's making three mil a year in NIL. You know what? Awesome. I love to see it. First pick is going to make about $38 million guaranteed. Are you going to go back to college, risk an injury, and risk that guaranteed $38 million? Hell no, because the following year, you can't decide who is going to have the first pick if it's going to be any better. What if it's a worse situation? There, and, and, I, and I hate these comparisons. Just what you say, he's making one nine. That's more than Jamar Chase. Come on. The signing bonus involved. Jamar Chase has so much more money than that. I, I can't stand that comparison. And there is zero. Uh, let, let me do it the way I used to. There is no way on God's green earth if Caleb Williams is going to be the number one pick in the draft, he goes back to school. Not going to happen. Okay. There, I've said it. All right. You did that on purpose, didn't you? I did, just to agitate him. Oh, I know the pressure points. Don't you worry about it. He's good at that. He is good at that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, How about what his dad said about the NFL draft? What do you think about that? Where he doesn't like the fact that the best players have to be put in the worst situations. What do you make of that? Tough. Tough. (laughs) I mean, seriously. What what, what are you going to change the draft? I mean, 
You can do what others have done. John Elway threatened baseball. Eli said, I'm not going to San Diego, and they work out the trade. You want to try and manipulate that way, go ahead. But I don't want to hear it. It's not changing. So just stop it. Okay. You know what? You, you didn't invent the draft. This isn't the first year of the draft. This is the way it is. You may not like it. You may, may not think it's the greatest thing in the world, but it's a draft, and it's not changing. So yeah. let's let's just stop. But Mike, if you grow up and you know you're you're really great at finance, you're a finance whiz. You can go work in New York, L.A. Sam, you can you choose the city you want to live in. These guys don't have a choice. Yeah. I mean, it's a yeah. little weird. Well, you, you, know? you know what? They don't have a choice, but they get paid well. Really quickly, it's, tra- it's Travis Hunter um, for the uh, for for okay. Colorado, the two way player. Yeah. I don't make sure I got that right. Yeah, what whatever. I, I I'm tired of that. You know okay. that that's how it works. That's how the worst teams are supposed to get better. If it ever changes, great. But you know what? It's not going to change next year when Caleb Williams is the first pick in the draft, of which he'll go to whatever team drafts him, and he'll be guaranteed his $38, $39, 40000000 million, and we will, the, the wheel will just keep on turning. Uh, Mike, Bosa got a five-year, $170 million contract. First off, he deserves it. Uh, he's yeah. amazing. Secondly, what I'm fascinated by is the fact that a guy in the NFL – a guy who can get you 20 sacks has become more valuable than a guy who can get you 20 touchdowns. That yeah. is a like, guy like Austin Eckler. That is amazing, Mike. So look at the difference. I mean, the, uh, you're right of Austin Eckler or a Christian McCaffrey of what they're getting paid and now what an edge rusher is getting paid. It is incredible. Think about this, too. The Bosa brothers, Nick and Joey, both have over $100 million guaranteed in their deal. I think Joey was like 107, and now Nick is like 122. That is crazy. I mean, that is just crazy money nice. for that family, but well-deserved. And, nice. you know, I don't know how much he'll play. If he will in week one, he definitely needs to be on a pitch count. The last thing in the world you want is someone to come in after they haven't been playing at all and pull a hammy or a quad or something. Nick Bosa, we knew it was going to be the, the highest – uh, as far as overall contract, it had been Aaron Donald, the highest non-quarterback deal, uh, but it had been Joey Bosa that had the highest defensive guaranteed money. Now his brother overtook him, and his brother has the best non-quarterback deal, and deservedly so. Chris Jones won't be that high. Chris Jones may be around the Aaron Donald area, uh, but but it won't be Nick Bosa. Mikey, I imagine having Mike's so right about this. Imagine having two sons playing in the NFL, both signing one hundred million dollar contracts. Your only Gola could have that from Mike Jr. and Jake. I mean. Where was that, boys? Where was that, boys? Cindy would still get it all. Where she would. Cindy would find a way to get every nickel of it. There's she no would make sure that. the team's deposit, direct deposit, yeah. right to Sid's account. Right to her. Right to her. It's exactly right. She would find a way. She's that good. Uh, listen, you're doing something better with your son. You're working with your son. That's yeah, better. I, I mean, listen, I your son you're could have right. retired you. That would have been nice, but you know. He, he did. Yeah, I, I, we all work with your dad. No, I think my dad should go out to pasture, and I'm just going to take over now. So I'm, I'm happy he's letting me sit at the, at the uh, table with him, even though if everybody notices, his name is first. Go Joe yes. and go. Like, I yes. couldn't win that battle, even having decades in this business. 8 to 10 a.m. every day on uh, on the DraftKings Network. It's it's I, I love that you're doing this with your son. It's yeah, for you. Yeah, it's cool. Like if this is your last chapter in media, Mike Sports Media, it's a perfect last chapter for you. There, there's two guys. In, in all honesty, there's two guys I would have come back to do a daily show, and that's Mike or it's you. In all honesty, we, okay. you and I have talked about working together yes. uh, for a long time, and unfortunately, you know, it never worked out. But you two would be the guys I would – because I, I didn't want to come back to daily shows, but – I mean, my God, and you, you, it would have been fun with you, obviously, we worked so long together, but to be able to work with your kid, 
I mean, yeah, come on. Uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. There's still time. Don't tell him I said that. Don't tell him I said that. No, I won't. But for me and you, there's yeah. still time. Don't worry about it. There's still time. You never know. Never know what the future brings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you looking forward to in the NFL, Mike? What are you looking forward? Like, there's so many things out there. It's like, I, just, I want to see what Aaron Rodgers looks like yeah, playing for yeah. the Jets. I want to see. There's so yeah. many things so, uh, that I'm excited for. But what are you excited for? So, I mean, that's obviously the biggest storyline, right? Uh, not yes. only for Jet fans, but around the NFL. What's Aaron Rodgers going to do? Hall of Fame quarterback moving. We've seen it with Tom Brady, you know, moving to Tampa Bay, winning a Super Bowl. Not a Hall of Famer, you know, that we talk about in the same breath, but Matthew Stafford going from Detroit to the Rams, winning a Super Bowl. So now can the Jets do that in the couple-year window they have with Aaron Rodgers? But for me, I, I look at different stories. Like Cincinnati, I think, wins the North, but I think Baltimore gets in the playoff. And what does that offense now look like with Todd Munkin running it? They want to go to more throwing and not have Lamar run as much. Same thing in Buffalo with Josh Allen. And I've said this, and I'll continue to say if either one of those teams are going to get where they want to go, their quarterbacks are going to be running. They all of a sudden aren't going to just turn into pocket passers or just escape the pocket and throw the ball. They are dangerous with their legs, and they need to do that. Now, how much they do it, we'll see. Will they do it less? So I'm interested in the Munkin-Lamar Jackson relationship. John, the same breath, I'm interested in the Sean Payton-Russell Wilson relationship. Forgetting all the stuff that's been said when Sean first signed, None of Russell's people will be in the room and laugh. Hey, Russ, quit kissing babies and being a politician. And I don't care about all that. To me, the, uh, Sue, the schemes are tough to match. I mean, you look at a Peyton offense, that's pocket, reads, get rid of the ball. You look at Russell Wilson, that's pocket, scoot, make a play on the run or run the ball. I mean, they're kind of two different ways they both run their offenses and now they're merging as one so i'm interested to see how that works as well and i'll say this we kind of counted green bay out once once uh aaron was gone and a guy jordan love who hadn't really played is going to be the guy there are two teams that i thought in the preseason two of the non-established starting quarterbacks jordan love and sam howell with washington both looked really good and i know it's preseason but I don't look at stats or anything. I just look at how they are in the pocket and their command of the offense. And I was really impressed with both of them. Because I think Green Bay's defense is going to be good, and I think Washington's defense is going to be good. So that's going to help those guys. But those are two teams, really more Green Bay, because I picked Detroit to win that division, but that's a little more up in the air. Washington's going to have a tough time. I mean, with all three of the teams in front of them that made the playoffs last year, but those two quarterbacks, I'm really interested to see how they run their offense. I was super impressed with Howell in the preseason, Mike. I know it's preseason, yeah, yeah, as you stated. Yeah. But Jordan Love had two years to watch Aaron Rodgers, learn from right, Aaron Rodgers. Right. Sam Howell just looks good. Like, he does. Crazy. He does. I, yeah. I like the way he's looking. He's got some weapons there. Let's see how they rebuild that offense and hope the defense can keep him in the games. All right. uh, and then quickly, uh, Mikey A is begging me, asking me to get your Super Bowl prediction. We got it from Sim, so we need one from you. Super Bowl prediction is going to be, I'm going against the trend of loser in the Super Bowl doesn't even make the playoffs the next year. I'm putting Philly back in the Super Bowl against the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. And I'm going to have Philly winning the Super Bowl. I agree. Best team, top to bottom. All right, have fun, Mike. Enjoy football. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.